And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of Game Rivals. I am one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and with me, as always, is the Master of Zen, the Warlord of Warzone, Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? <laughs> I'm good. I don't know if I'm a warlord, but I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. It's uh it's been a very interesting couple of weeks. Um <laughs> to say the least. in the gaming world, there have been a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Uh personally, there have been some cool stuff. Um some more uh less well not less cool stuff, but more uh painful stuff because I finally got my second shot. Yay. Um of the vaccine, uh which is great, but uh Going to bed every night with a fever is not. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, now I'm at least I'm okay, no fevers. So cross your fingers that in uh, about a week and a half uh, I'll be uh, fully, uh, officially fully uh, vaxxed. So that's uh, a little bit more protection for myself and for others. So that makes me feel good. Um, if I had a confetti gun, I would uh, pop it for you right now. Uh yeah. Yay. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um yeah, and uh, other stuff, but I think I'll talk about it in what we've been playing. Um so let's just jump right into the news because there's a lot to talk about. Yes. Um so the week we posted our episode I think it was the week we posted our episode. Was it last week? I think it was last week we had EA play. It was last week, yeah. Yeah, so last week we had EA play, finally. And they have been ramping up towards it with these EA Play spotlights. And I don't know what your opinion is on the EA Play spotlights. I kind of feel like um, the EA Play spotlights is what you would have had if they if they did a E three presence and they had you know like the developer interviews because that's basically what they are. Okay. But they didn't want to put it all in the EA Play because then the EA Play would be too long because it's not like an in-person event where they can just space these kind of interviews out. So then you're like, okay, let's just do like these specific vignettes leading up to EA Play, which are the spotlights that focused on either specific games or specific game genres, if that kind of makes sense. Because they had one about like shooters that was specifically focused on, you know, the stuff that Dice is working on, and um, also Apex Legends, I think. Yeah, so including Apex Legends and Battlefield uh, twenty forty two, which looks super awesome. Yep. And then they then there was the rumor that they were announcing something right before we uh, we were going to record the previous episode. And after we recorded the previous episode, we found out what that was. I didn't put it in the show notes, but I think we should. At I, I think you're it. you're confused. Are you talking about the Ubisoft thing? Yeah, the U. Oh, right, that was Ubisoft. That was not me. My bad. Um, <laughs> I, I actually don't even want to talk about it because it's just that bad. Like that out of your mind. It's just that that. Oh, it's so bad. What is it called again? X Defiant? Yeah, Defiant X or X Defiant. It's a, oh, a first-person shooter running on so the bad. on the Snowdrop engine, which is basically the engine they use for the Division. And it's just a first-person shooter in which they grab the Division, Splinter Cell, and 
uh, Rainbow Six and they just threw them all together and they said like, hey, this is some new, super cool, innovative first person squad shooter. Squad-based shooter. Squad-based shooter done by uh, Ubisoft San Francisco. We'll never and Ubisoft. No, we know what San Francisco used to do, right? I don't know. Did they do Watch Dogs 2 or... No, they used to do, um, Ubisoft San Francisco used to do support for, like, the shooter games. So this is, like, their first independent, like, project. Well, they certainly dropped the ball on their first one. I mean, it just, ah, it looks so, I'm I'm not, no, I mean, besides the people that are getting free stuff from Ubisoft, who who are, like, super excited, because you can see those people all over Instagram, for example, like, oh! Sort of like you're only saying this because you get free shit. Otherwise, you would not say this. I dare you to be honest and give your opinion on this matter. I mean, I, I'm we're always honest with that stuff. If it's good, mm-hmm. we'll say it. If it's bad, we'll also say it. I mean, we're not biased anything. I mean, I believe in criticism. So um no, just I, I don't even want to try it. Look, I'm holding out judgment, but the first impression is not a good one. Um, at no, all nope i mean it's basically it's basically uh 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 god what is another squad based shooter i mean isn't rainbow six siege like a squad based shooter it is but i don't know if it i don't think it's i don't it's think it's not pvp though right it's pve no no it is pvp huh. i think they're trying uh, this is definitely not hardcore because I think they're trying to appeal to the casual player. So they said yeah. that like gunplay was it's, really important to them. It's uh, super neon y and it looks it's uh, almost like it, it almost feels like more of an offshoot for watchdogs than anything. I think if Fortnite had grown up, then this is, is kind of what they were aiming at. <clears throat> and it wasn't a battle royale. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness! It's so uh, this looks so generic and so. Yep, I'm uh, no man. And it's free to play, so. You know what that means: battle passes and loot boxes. Yep, and microtransactions up the wazoo. Happy days! I feel like uh, Ubisoft is really going into a different direction this year because they basically don't have anything to release, so that they're just doing these kind of things. Besides uh, Far Cry Six. I- I don't think that I have like a Riders Republic, but like, where is Assassin's Creed? Where is the Division? Where is you know some other? Where Splinter Cell? What are they doing with their big games? Where is Ghost Recon? I mean, it, it, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, but a I, I'm a people... fan of Ubisoft. I love the games they put out this past yeah. generation. So I'm really shocked that they're going into this direction. It feels like they're having a gap here. And I'm like, really? In the second year of the next gen? Dude, this is not a gap year. This is like, they've been like kind of drifting away for like the past couple of years, man. No, I don't know. Because last I mean, year they've they did made Watch some Dogs. good stuff. Yeah, but last they've year they did Valhalla. They did Watch Dogs. I mean, those are two good, good games. Good, yeah. Like, people love them? Yeah, people would rather not play Valhalla anymore. <laughs> There's wow. too much Valhalla, and they keep putting in more Valhalla into Valhalla. Yeah. And then people are just like, we played over 100 hours of Valhalla. We're good. I know people that got the Platinums, and that they just don't want to touch that game anymore. Exactly. Which I don't blame them for. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Ubisoft. They have been on a really weird trend over the past couple of years. It's it's kind of... It it's kind almost of... feels like that they're turning into a new Activision because, you know, they, they Ooh, kind they of found really this... Careful with that. They found a secret formula in how to generate billions of money. And now it's like they're... Like, kind of like when Activision figured out, like, oh, if we do Call of Duty, we'll just generate billions. And then they found out they can hook up battle passes to it and then kind of go on that. And Ubisoft also found, like, a way, like, oh, we, we cracked the code for live services and it gives us billions. So let's continue on that path. And I'm like, please don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what it is. But yeah, sorry. We were talking about EA Play and I, I thought that X Divine was part of that for some weird reason. Oh, I think thank maybe God it because wasn't. I was, I I think I I think I kind of conflated with uh, Apex Legend because they introduced like a new season and a new uh, 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 legend, mm-hmm. which is this guy with like the the glowy fingers and like the the microbots that he shoots out of his chest. Okay. Did you not see that? Well, for Apex. Yeah. I think I skipped it out. I don't know. I don't play Apex, so it's just uh, everything. No, I mean, I, I don't play it either, but it's kind of like Overwatch um, character introductions. You know, they're actually pretty cool. Mm. So yeah, pretty cool character looking character. But I'm not an Apex player, so. But they did show some cool stuff. Battlefield uh, 9042 with a new mode, Portal 2042. 2042. Did I say 9042? <laughs> yes. I meant 2042, but that's also because Portal. Intra- has characters from 1942. Yeah, and it's a it's a crazy mode. Uh, it's a crazy mode where you can basically be make up your own game modes. So, for example, if you want to have dog fights between, uh, you know, like fighter like fighter planes from World War One or World War Two against stealth bombers, you can do that. If you want to put up medics versus uh i don't know engineers you can do that you can do anything you can say well we're doing land battles um we're doing air battles only but everybody has to be on a plane wing you can do that it's basically the the crazy stuff that people used to do in battlefield multiplayer they made a mode for that yep and they've added only yeah yeah sorry yeah they've added a lot of content from previous games so Battlefield 3 is in there, Battlefield Bad Company 2 is in there, Battlefield uh, 1942 is in there, um, Battlefield 2042 is in there. So you you can make these really crazy combinations. Um, and I mean, in the trailer, you saw modern day medics with defibrillators fighting against medics in the Second World War with knives. I mean, just think of it, you know, it's... it's um, yeah, and there this is only the beginning because based on player and community feedback... They will add even more, and apparently the the tools for Portal are basically the same as that the developers are using, and it's all going to work through a web browser. So uh, it'll be pretty oh, easy. Oh no! To are do they that. doing that again? I don't know if it's if they're doing battle log, but at least the the tools are web based, which is a good thing in this case, because then at least you don't have any clunky controller issues that when you have to specifically tie menus together or stuff like that. I mean, from a user interface and usability point of view, it looks really nice. The battle log was terrible. Yeah, you get used to it. Mm. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it looks cool. It looks fun. I'm actually kind of excited. I'd love to try it out um, just because of the wackiness. Because uh, so do you remember Battlefield Heroes, that free-to-play game that came out like 15 years ago? One of my personal favorite games. So you could do all this crazy stuff in that. It was basically that, but in like this super cartoony style. It's yeah. kind of disappointing that that failed essentially because it was only around for like a I think if year it was, and a half, maybe, I, maybe two years. I, I think if it was released around the time Fortnite got popular, oh yeah, then it might have still taken be around. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it would have also been a bit different if it if it released around the same time. It actually would have st- stuck around, and its evolution yep. would be different, at least enough from Fortnite. Um, then you know, it's kind of disappointing. I kind of, I kind of hope that with portals. If that becomes successful, that they might revive, like create like a spiritual successor to that, because I would love I, to have something that's it's a perfect you know battlefield. What is free to play? It's the perfect free to play game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially if you can do wacky stuff. Yeah, that's the whole that's the whole fun of the whole battlefield aspect of multiplayer, the funky stuff. But I <laughs> haven't. To, no, to be fair, like I do enjoy that. It's just. Um, like with the older Battlefield stuff, it was a higher barrier to entry for me because I didn't have a PC strong mm. enough to play those games. Plus, I didn't have a like a good internet connection. Okay. Um, I'm older now. I have my own computer. I have a decent internet connection. <laughs> yeah. So now it's way more appealing to play stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I jump into. I will occasionally jump into like multiplayer games. You know, like free to play games like that. I will occasionally play Fortnite just to see what's different, and I'll play it for like maybe a week, and then I just okay, I, I've done that again. I haven't touched Fortnite in years. <laughs> it is a it, the the mechanics are the same, but they added new mechanics and the maps completely different. So. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. Um. Speaking of dabbling into things, Pokemon released an, uh, a new game. They did. A MOBA they called did. Pokemon Unite. Yes. Which I mentioned at the, the end of the news segment la- last time. And I said I would never mention it again because it was a MOBA. And I don't play MOBAs. <laughs> and now you're completely addicted po- to then it. Then I play po- Pokemon Unite. <laughs> yeah. And I've been streaming it on my Twitch channel. Yep. <laughs> And it's why is it good? Why is it fun? I'm just like I mean, why I is that a bad it. thing? Why is that a bad it's thing? A, it's not a bad. It's not necessarily well, okay. There is a little bit of a downside to that, and that I'll explain that later. But it is surprisingly good for the reasons why you would expect it to be good, and that is, it is a entry level MOBA game. So if you've ever played like League of Legends or Dota or any kind of MOBA game like it, you already kind of have the upper hand because the rules are technically the same, um, but uh, they've simplified a couple of things. So where you, ha- where you have towers on you know, each, each other's lanes, the towers are not auto-attacking. So the towers are just places where you score points, and you score points by defeating wild Pokemon in the area, or so in the jungle areas, or defeating your opponents who also gather points. 
So they'll drop their points when they get defeated. You can gather those up, and then you use that to eventually destroy the gate so that you can move further and further into uh, enemy territory so that you can continue to score. The team with the highest score wins. So it's not, oh, you have to destroy like the main um, tower, because there is a main tower, but you can't destroy that. You can only continue to score points with it. And that's kind of the beauty of it. It's relatively more simpler than it's kids you know hardcore mobile game. It's kid friendly until you find out that the game is absolutely pay to win. Are you surprised? It's made by Tencent. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I'm surprised because it's a Pokemon product. Because up until this point, even though you know, Pokemon Company has put out Pokemon games that are pre- free to play. None of them have been um, pay to win. I mean, you can, you know, you can do microtransactions in them, but for the most stuff, it's either buying more energy or um, uh, cosmetic stuff. It's not that money. True, that's that's fair. As a company, that's fair. But if you're a kid, you do not have the deep wallets of an adult who can max out all those stats and just go online and clap kids. Even as an adult, I wouldn't spend a nickel or a dime on that because that is what is just destroying this whole industry altogether. That that stupid microtransactions part. I mean, like for cosmetics, it's okay. But like pay to win, it's pure evil. Yeah. Also, the like the economy in the game is like there's like four different, um, uh, what do you call them? Currencies. So there's like three currencies that you can earn in the game while playing the game, and only one currency that you buy into so that you exchange with real money. But all of that is kind of sort of interconnected, and it's all kind of a bit confusing. And you do not make enough of the free stuff a week to justify. Um, trying to save up and get more Pokemon because the whole thing is like, you know, you diversify in like the Pokemon that you play with because each Pokemon has a different role to play. I only you know, care about Charizard, which I already have, so I don't want any other Pokemon. Yeah, don't say that to anybody who has a little bit of experience of playing the game because apparently Charizard and Venusaur are like the worst Pokemon to use. I don't care. I think Charizard's still the coolest one. Uh, well, I'm. I know that there's one person who's definitely happy to hear that because he's also a big fan of Charizard. No. So, um, yeah. So that's been super weird. It's. I mean, if you look at the review numbers, they obviously do um, address the whole pay to wins part. So the review scores aren't great. Um, if you look at the Metacritic, I think on Metacritic it's like like a five or something. Um, so it's not that hot. Uh, so yeah, you know, take that for what you will. It's a, But people are know, still it, playing it. It's pretty popular on Twitch. It's a fun mobile game, Pokemon mobile game you can play for free. If yeah. you want to try it, you can try it. If you don't want to try it, don't try it. It doesn't cost you anything except your time. Yeah. I mean, I tried it a the gr- day it came out and I liked it. I'm just not that big of a mobile player, but... I, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I want to see how far I can take it. Um, 
I haven't. But the only thing I did was I buy the I bought the battle pass, and that's it because it was relatively cheap. Like, okay, for this one time, I'm willing to to check it out, but it's not like I'm gonna do it every time because seriously, what the heck, actually crap. The only thing though is I'm now trying to get enough points to to uh, get Gardevoir because Gardevoir is one of my favorite Pokemon. Mm. Um, I just don't know if Gardevoir is a good Pokemon yet, so I have to check like YouTube and see how other players, you know, that are more experienced with them to see if Gardevoir is a Pokemon worth investing in or not. Okay. So, yeah, speaking of investing, I hope you've been saving your money to get that sweet, sweet SSD, uh, uh, NVMe expansion for your PlayStation 5. It's not like it's a gold bar that I have to pay to get... (laughs) It's relatively. Affordable. I make it sound like it's super exclusive. Yeah, you're like you're like oh, <laughs> you just have to give your liver, and then you can upgrade your storage with 250 gigabytes. And if you give your kidney, they'll they'll add another 250. Well, you do have to like, you do have to um, increase your reading and understanding skills. I think people are making of... it far more complicated than it already is. I also think that you're giving people way too much credit in thinking that they'll get like enthusiasts like us. We get it, right? Yeah. I'm talking about the people that aren't enthusiasts that still bought a PlayStation Five. Yeah, okay, but in in those cases, what you'll probably get is that a lot of news outlets, YouTube videos. There will be a lot of people in the end that put out like lists of these are the best SSDs to get for your PS Five. Blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about the people that don't even watch that. They are like, little Johnny has a PlayStation 5, yes. needs external storage. Yes. They'll just go to a random computer store. Yes. They'll ask the clerk, hey, I need NVMe, and they'll get it, and then it's the wrong one. I mean, I cannot imagine that that clerk in the store won't ask him, okay, cool, what are you going to use this for? Because that's a pretty out of the ordinary question hey, give me an nvme ssd it's not something like you hear every day it's not like going to the supermarket and buying uh some potatoes it's oh I, come on you've been to you've been to stores where the clerks don't care uh, i certainly hope they will care in this case but anyways we're making it we're make <laughs> it's not like we're gonna send us a, a rocket to mars it's an ssd i mean it's good news. The beta firmware is in testing right now. One of the features is that the expansion bay is activating. I have seen videos already of people doing it. I mean, one of the uh, Gen 4 SSDs you can get is one from Corsair, which is a really popular one. All SSDs need to have heat sinks, which is good. Um, I mean, a terabyte for that driver I'm talking about is 160 euros, which is a lot of money, but relatively, it's okay. It's affordable. So, like, if you want to add a terabyte of extra storage to your PS5, you can do that, hopefully, after the summer. And they're doing some more cool stuff as well. They're adding 3D audio to your TV speakers now. So you don't have to have a specific headset to get 3D audio. You can just do that with your TV speakers. How? I don't know. They're doing it. TVs don't have 3D speakers. The head, the head, the headphones aren't 3D as well, and like you can use all headphones for 3D audio. No, so I like, mean, yeah, but there are special drivers in it, but it's is is available, and um, they revamped the UI. They've like if you're playing a PS4 game or a PS5 game, it it suddenly in the corner 
says if it's the PS5 or the PS4 game. Oh, finally, they fixed they fixed the thing that they should have fixed at the beginning. Do I'm you... still saying that the system was not like ready to be like launched, right? Get out of here, man. I'm seriously yeah. not going to have this discussion because... with you because of 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 that. The system is no, not ready to be launched. No, because of other stuff. Like, like what? the NVMe wasn't like the expansion slot was not ready to be used. There aren't enough games to even justify it now. It's like you don't have to fill up your drive. Like which dumbass is gonna fill up his drive on day one? You don't even unless you're one of those wackos that plays. 30 games at the same time, which I personally do not understand that people are doing that because how are you enjoying that game? I mean, I I know that people do it and it just annoys the shit out of me when I'm like, I see people saying like, oh, today I'm going to play Cyberpunk. And then the day after they're like, today I'm going to play Control. I'm like, but you were playing Cyberpunk yesterday. Don't you want to know how the story continues? You you can't tell me you finished it. And then the day after, today I'm playing Mass Effect. I'm like, what the hell is going on? These are massive games. How are you not confusing what's happening? Some people have the capacity to do that. Plus, need I remind you that when the, the PlayStation 5 launched, yes. people were having issues with capacity because the dang thing was downloading PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 versions. They fixed that. Yeah, but it should have been something that wasn't an issue to begin with. We talked about this you when it happened. Some, you win some. You can't have it all in there from day one. Microsoft did. Microsoft created this stupid marketing term called smart delivery. And they basically but it, bombarded but it us works. with this. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the fact if it works or not. I'm talking about the fact that they waterboarded us with this stupid term smart delivery. And as soon as the damn box launched, they're not talking about smart delivery anymore. Why? Is it not that important anymore? Is it not that Maybe it's because it just works. No, because why waterboard us for months with the stupid term? And then suddenly when the damn box comes out, stop talking about it. I mean, why could you talk about it two months ago? But now suddenly you forget forget to mention it. Now all you talk about is Game Pass. Waterboard us with that. Yeah, because smart delivery works. Also, that thing basically only has like a year or two as lifespan. Plus... The only reason why you're going to waterboard people in advance is for those people that are on the fence okay, of well, upgrading to a new system. Okay, but what if uh, whatever you call the little kid just now who walks into the clerk store with the... Little Johnny. Little Johnny. What if little Johnny has mm-hmm. been trying to get a PS5 and he still hasn't got one and he's finally said, you know what? I'm going to buy a Series X. And he doesn't know anything about a Series X. Don't you think he would have wanted to know that there is smart delivery? Well, maybe he. That, that's like a, that's what I said. It just works. You don't need to know that it's there that it works. Because whenever you whenever you download a game, it's going to download the most optimized version of it. It's either a Xbox One version if there's no yeah, Xbox Series to, S or X version. If he doesn't know if he can transfer his save, like wouldn't he want to know if he can do that? Yeah, but I think that's game by that's a game on by game basis though, isn't it? I thought that was included in the whole smart delivery. Problem. No, smart delivery just smart delivery is basically the system saying, "Oh, there I see that there are two versions of this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to download the optimized version of that game to your system." Are you sure? Cuz I thought it yeah. included other stuff as well. No, no, because like here's the thing with smart delivery. Smart delivery is just delivering the optimized version of that game it's not 
doing anything like with save data transfers. If you have like, for example, a game that has that shared that's the same on Xbox One and you're playing it on your Series X, it's going to automatically check that because that's how cloud save works. It says that's something we, different from smart delivery. Here it says that the save thingy is also part of it. But the main aspect of but I'm not uh, talking about the main aspect. I'm talking about no. But the main part. aspect of cloud of uh, sorry, not cloud safe. The main aspect of smart delivery is having the right version on your drive. It's not downloading two versions and then you have to figure out. Oh, I have the PlayStation Four version on there, taking up precious space for no reason. Why is that there? People didn't it. even realize that it was there. They I'm just saying. It. Yeah, they fixed it, but it should not have been a problem to be. Why not? I mean, it's 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 normal. There's it's a launch window. They have to iron things out. Nothing is perfect from day one. Nah, don't fair. give me that nothing, look. Don't give me nothing that has look. to be perfect at day one, but basic functionality has to work. This is not. It's not. Don't don't throw that at me. Basic functionality. It's not like the console doesn't work without it. No, but it's doing something unnecessary. Well, I won't disagree with that, but still. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that the Xbox was perfect either, because even that also was like, oh, you want to set up your, your Xbox? You have to be online. Like the initial setup, if you don't have an internet connection, you cannot play games on that thing, which is kind of dumb, because not yeah. everybody lives in a place where the internet is stable or... You know, like where that we have is where it's fair use, where you basically don't have a data cap. I still can't imagine people having a data cap. That's just weird. Yeah, I know. I think we're spoiled. But hey, they're they're adding some other stuff in the update as well. They're like, there's now a uh, a, a vertical list of your trophies, which was uh, a really needed one because if you kind of look at your trophies, it was sometimes hard to figure out where they were, so you can now much more easily find your trophies and deal with that. Yeah. At least that's what yeah. I saw. And there are, there's like a huge list of all sorts of sort of stuff that they're putting in, um, but the main takeaway is, at least what people are focusing on, is that the M2 drive is, uh, expansion is finally happening. Um, I'm happy that they're doing it. Um, I'll probably use it when it comes out, even though I don't have a lot of stuff on my PS5 now, but maybe that's because I'm a bit more conservative. I'm like, if I don't play it or if I'm not intending to play it, it's okay to not store it on there. Whereas with my PS4, I have a two terabyte external hard drive on it. I just dump everything on that. Ah, fair. Uh, speaking of fair, um, you know what's really fair? Getting games for free. And you know what's really, really fair? Getting first-party games for free. Yes. And, well, I mean, we already talked about it a little bit, um, or at least we mentioned it. Game Pass, value just keeps getting better. Yes. And one of the games that they finally added, well, added because it just got released, was Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, wow, okay. Whoa, yeah, really I know. Mysterious. Very, very bad, very bad segue. My apologies. Um, I would try to, to make like a flight thing, and then I couldn't think of anything that would make sense. But yeah, okay. so yeah, flight simulator got added to Xbox, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I think this is the first time that flight simulator has actually ever been on console. I don't know, but so, uh, 
from what I've seen, it's it really looks good and it's really well optimized. Yeah. Um, it runs buttery smooth, and I also read that that they've they either brought out a patch or that they're going to release a patch soon for the PC version, which also has a lot of optimization in it. And that is even mm-hmm. without them adding DirectX 12 support, because they're also still working on that. But they've been able to do some CPU optimizations on the PC side as well, which has done the frame rate like a huge boost. Um, so I think it coming to consoles has done well for both PC players and for console players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you can play it with an Xbox controller if you like, and it, from what I saw, it plays pretty nicely with an Xbox controller. You don't need, like, I, fancy flight sticks or something. No, I mean, that is the optimal way to play, of course, but... I think for full immersion, you want it. It's kind of like a racing wheel for a racing game. You can play it with a controller, yeah. but if you want full immersion, you'll just buy a racing wheel. Have you ever played Flight Simulator with, like, a flight stick before? No. I know someone oh, that has uh, like a pretty extensive set, like with a mm-hmm. yoke and a rudder and a this and a that and a yada and all the bobs and whistles. Um, it does look really cool. Um, the, the cool thing as well is, is he showed me an app that you can, uh, I think it goes through the PC or, the, or through a tablet, but mm-hmm. there's like um, an air traffic control app you can sign into. And then mm-hmm. in the game, if you're, for example, on an airport, there's like an actual air traffic controller, a real person that is just have, have, taking in planes and sending them off. And you can hear him through your headset. And then even if you're in the wrong spot, he'll reach out to you, call, call you out by your tail number or whatever, and say, hey, you're in the wrong spot. You need to clear this runway or you need to do this or you need to do that. When I heard that, I, what? I, I was like, whoa, this is so cool. That is, wow, that is a lot of dedication. <laughs> yeah, but like there is a, the the flight sim community is really hardcore, and that's one of the cool parts. I mean, it's the same like there's this uh, military first person shooter. It's called Squad, and mm-hmm. it is it's like tactical to the max. So it's not like hey, I see a guy running over there on the hill, shoot him. It's like no enemy spotted, five hundred meters, blah blah blah, or mm-hmm. um, Squad Alpha requesting. Blah, 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 blah. It's like really all with the call signs and the military. Uh, uh, um, so, yeah, it's like with the whole military stuff in there. So some communities are pretty hardcore. Nice. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Kind of tempted to get an Xbox Series S just for Microsoft Flight Simulator 2. Maybe it's, it's on uh, the cloud uh, game pass thing. You can try it through. The it browser. is not, but I think it has oh. to do with the fact that um, they haven't upgraded their um, servers servers to to have Xbox Series X instead of uh, Xbox One S. I think that that are currently in there. They're still doing the upgrade stuff. So I think when that happens, they'll add it to the cloud version. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be that. They have like a lot of cool other games on there, but that one was kind of like the highlight there. Yeah, I think the they added, added uh, all the Yakuza games as well now. Yep, it's all available now. That's also kind of really insane. Like, if you want to go on a Yakuza binge, you can pretty much play the whole uh, Kazuya storyline from start to finish yeah. on Xbox. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, you know what's less cool? Delays. 
Yeah, but and... if it's a small delay, then it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it, here's the thing with delays. We've all we've said this before, and you know, like uh, um, Cyberpunk was like the big example of why delays are important. Is that if you put out a mediocre product, you're kind of gonna lose a lot of face. So it's better to delay it until you have something that is actually decent to release. Yeah. So Canna Bridge of Spirits is one of those PlayStation 5 console exclusives. Um, it was supposed to come out mid-August, and then it got delayed to September 21st. Which is, yeah, disappointing at first, but you know what? As long as the game is better for it, sure, why not? Um, I was personally looking forward to it because they uh, announced a while back that it's also going to be uh, available to play through uh, GeForce Now mm. uh, with ray tracing. That's going to be really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been looking forward to that. It's coming out on the Epic Game Stores. Um, so when that comes out, I'm probably going to get the PC version through that uh, because it just the game just looks so freaking good. Well, now people can buy Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut, and completely play that. And then by the time they finish it, they can buy Canterbury of Spirits. Wait, when is that coming out? August 20th. Ah, okay. They also said this week that the Iki Island expansion for Ghost of Tsushima is basically the size of the first island in Ghost of Tsushima, which is a pretty big island. So I think it's around 10 hours. Of content mm -hmm. on the on the first island, and I don't think that is in count. That's like the first act of the game, and that's not even counting all the side stories and stuff you have, and side activities. Mm -hmm. So if you upgrade to the if you already have Ghost of Tsushima, the upgrade to the PS5 version is thirty bucks. So for thirty bucks, you get a, basically an expansion to the story, which is a minimum of ten hours, or at least it's looking to be ten hours, which is longer than most single player games, to be honest. So Looks like to be a lot of value in there for gamers. Yeah, well, I was hoping that that would be the case, considering the weird upgrade path for that game. Yeah, um, and the upgrade path for Death Stranding is completely different. There, if you have the the PS4 version, you can upgrade to the digital deluxe version for like ten bucks, some or something like that. And then you can just pop in the disc, the PS4 game on your PS5, and then you have the PS5 version because it downloads it. So it kind of uses the 4 and the 5 version. Um, mm -hmm. But if you buy the PS5 version separately, I the other day I looked in the PlayStation Store, it's $49.99, so it's not 80 euros. Really? Wait, seriously? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised because now I, I bought Death Stranding on disc. I don't have a disc PlayStation 5. So I'm like... Well, if it's only fifty bucks, I might as well buy the game digitally. Really? Oh, okay. I did not know. Wow, they actually did something good for once. Yeah, I found out the other day, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is nice, actually." But that <laughs> that kind of makes the there's like, but why does Ghost of Tsushima get the same treatment? Why are they making a difference in that? Hey, you're right. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Wow, okay. That is super weird. I wonder who put the final string on that one, though. I don't know. I think maybe it's because... I wonder if the content is less. Like, I mean, like, it's like... Yeah, I think basically, it's... I mean, the way you have to look at Ghost of Tsushima is basically 
I mean, Sucker Punch has always done expansions in the past when they released their main game, and those expansions have always been 30 euros. So I think in this case, they're just not selling the expansion separately. They're selling it as all complete package, and that's why it's 80 bucks if you don't already own it. But if yeah. if they were to release the Iki Island expansion separately, I think they would charge people 30 bucks for it. But they're not they're just simply not doing it in this case. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, well you heard it here first, man. If you haven't played Death Stranding yet and you own a PlayStation 5, pick it up. It's 50 bucks. That's uh, actually a good that's actually a recommend in this case. Yeah, it's coming out September 21st, so uh, I know what I'm going to do then. Oh wait, it's coming out the same day as Kenna. Yeah, now that I think of it. <laughs> oh, dang, they kind of don't stand a chance. <laughs> oh, but like they're completely. Too I want different. Canada to succeed. It looks so much fun. Oh, no, no, oh, wait. It's coming out September 24th. Sorry, three days oh. after Kenna. And Ooh, Kenna is not a full price game. Kenna is 40 bucks on the PS4. Yeah. PS5. Yeah, it's also 40 on the. So I think it's. I don't think it's that long of a game. Mm, no. But yeah, I don't know. Like. I, I won't know until it comes out, will I? <laughs> uh, okay, I think... Oh, there is one more thing. PlayStation-related. A new milestone. Yes. That it has hit. Yes. So, at this point in time, the PlayStation 5 has sold over 10 million units. Yep, and it's faster than is... uh, they did with the PS4. I am? How long did that take? On the PS4... I thought it was 271 days. On the PS5, it's around 240-something. So they did it in a month less. Oh, that's pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. 10 million. It's, again, like, amazing. Um, the estimates for the... Everything. Yeah, the estimates for the Xbox. But I don't, I don't know if it's a combined or a separate thing because Microsoft doesn't release sales figures. The estimate is that Xbox has sold 6 million. Also not bad. Again, all things considering, it's not bad. But if you can pick up Series S at a store right now, then you can kind of see where the the demand more lies. It lies more with the high-end stuff. And the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X are that high-end stuff. But then I'm wondering, are they able to make enough Series X or not because i don't if think that's the case and people like if if people are more willing to wait to get their hands on a series x over a series s so they don't want to compromise despite the fact that it plays pretty much all the games mm-hmm. then i can understand why the sales are technically less than the playstation because people are willing to wait for the x but they're taking a longer time to be produced in theory, if that's the yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I think it could also be that either people are waiting for a blockbuster such as Halo. So maybe because they're like, mm, there's not a lot to play on the PS uh, on the Xbox right now. I might as well hold out to Halo because Halo is a system seller. Um, mm-hmm. So you might see like a huge spike. But again, I think the data is a little bit biased because Halo is coming out in the holiday season. So you already have a spike there. But like if the trend keeps on going in January, February, March, in which they keep on selling a lot more Xboxes, um, then it could be that uh, that because Halo came out. Um, I don't know if Microsoft is pushing as hard as Sony because 
Kim Ryan has said, we're incredibly proud of this milestone, but our work is not done because we are still trying to meet the demand of the consumer. We have found ways to make the PS5 faster and to churn them out faster. It's just simply that we cannot meet demand because it's just so big. Um, mm. So they're like in a luxury position as a company that they just, no matter what they put out, it just gets sold. Uh, whereas with Microsoft, one could argue that they're like not in a rush because they're maybe betting more on, on Game Pass or like, yeah, well, buy an Xbox or they can just buy Game Pass and have Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. And like more and more like third-party um, games are also releasing day and date on Game Pass. Yep. Um, not obviously like the AAA stuff. Those tend to wait a little longer, but like the smaller... You know, like B tier games. Again, B tier doesn't mean it's bad. It's just you know, like a slightly lower grade. Those tend to either get day and date release, or like if not day and date, like shortly after, they might be on Game Pass. Yeah. And it's a great value for that fact because it helps those developers get recognized for the work that they do, and people might actually see it account other games that they've made, or they'll hear good stuff about you know. Um, about the game, and then they'll get it because, you know, games are not permanent on Game Pass except for first-party games. Yeah, I mean, uh, from from what I understood, how Game Pass works is that they just give you a big bag of money. And I'd, I wonder how sustainable that is in the long run because I wonder if the subscriber amount of Game Pass will offset the amount of times that they put a big bag of money in front of a publisher or a developer and say, like, there's a big bag of money. We want it today and date on, on Xbox or on Game Pass. Um, because basically, if you're looking at what's happening in the PlayStation case, is that Sony built this tremendous first-party lineup in the past generation. They have a lot of trust, I would say, from, from the gamers. And that's probably the reason why people are buying a PS5 right now. Because they're like, you know, they were $399 last generation, which was 100 bucks cheaper than Xbox. They had the best games. And mm -hmm. they're doing the same stuff, which isn't necessarily bad. They're just bringing out sequels to these beloved games. I mean, I, I know that I personally am looking forward to Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, Spider-Man 2, maybe Gran Turismo 7. Um, I still want to play Ratchet and Clank. So like already a lot of games. And who knows what Sony's going to do? Because a lot of people or rumors are suggesting Sony's going to bring back some old games that we didn't get on PS3 or PS4. So there's like this... this immense trust in the brand and kind of like you know what you get and those are a lot of great games so then mm -hmm. it automatically becomes a no-brainer for someone to say like well i had a ps4 i'm gonna buy a ps5 because you know it's easy uh, it's kind of like with a phone you know if you, you buy a certain phone and it and it you like it there's little incentive for you to switch because it just works why should you switch to another brand you know at least that's yeah. how i work <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i know how that feels um yeah i mean i guess there's still a lot of there's still a lot of goodwill left but sony has to be a little bit careful with how they treat that goodwill that's still there to not lose it yeah i mean uh, the, the last thing what what people want is them to become the arrogant sony that was there in the beginning of the ps3 era in which they thought like, ah, oh, we got this. I mean, no, it's not. Everybody's going to buy Lair. 
Look, six axis controls. Yeah, or Warhawk. Which actually, I hope they bring back Warhawk because I loved Warhawk. Warhawk is basically Sony's answer to Battlefield. And I played a lot of Warhawk on PS3. It's, ah, I love that game. That would be the second reboot that Warhawk would have gotten. I got the sequel Starhawk, but that wasn't as popular as Warhawk. But wait, which sequel? Because like Warhawk was originally a PlayStation 1 game and then they rebooted for playstation 3 did that get a sequel the playstation 3 one yeah or? yeah it got a sequel called starhawk and it had the ah. single player campaign and it had the multiplayer and it was more set in the future it was a bit more sci-fi but they had like cool mechanics like building so you could uh, gather resources and then you could airdrop like a cannon or a wall or uh, uh something a building to get your tanks out of so like you could build the whole base uh, which was really cool, but I, that game wasn't as popular as uh, as Warhawk. Yeah, yeah. Warhawk was. Really they might, cool. and maybe they'll revive it. Maybe they'll revive it. There are rumors that they're working on a Warhawk remaster. So, hmm. wait, like a remaster of the PlayStation Three game? Yeah. Oh, okay. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we've come to the part that's uh, a little bit less awesome. Unfortunately. And like everybody has been talking about it in the game industry, and it is something that needs to be acknowledged. Um, and it is something that we used to kind of report on, but that like these kind of news articles kind of disappeared over the couple of years that we've been doing this. Because well, like one of the first things that we ever reported on on the podcast was the um the allegations at Riot Games. Yeah which I'm assuming still not like the most awesome place to work if you're a woman. Um, and we can add Activision to this list. Yes. And, n- if, and if the lawsuit that has been laid out, and it's a really big one, um, if all of that is true, then I don't even know what, where to begin. Because this has been an investigation by the state of California for the past two years. They've looked into um, complaints of, you name it, man, it's there. Uh, sexual harassment, uh, discrimination, intimidation. Um, uh, what else? Like, oh, gosh, darn it. It's so much. It's so... It's so very, very bad. Like, we thought that the Riot stuff was pretty shitty. Or the Ubisoft stuff. But, or the Ubisoft stuff. Wow, I to- almost forgot about the Ubisoft stuff. That was pretty crappy, too. Mm-hmm. And yet, nothing that they did compares to the Activision lawsuit. Like, the stuff that's in there, like, I don't, I kind of don't want to even repeat some of the stuff. Like, one of the worst things in there is that one of their female employees. Um, took their own life during a uh, business trip with one of um, one of her superiors, a male superior, and he brought some very questionable. How do I even say this without adult stuff? And apparently, she was already being harassed like by other people there, including that guy. And that was basically the thing that tipped her over the edge to take her life. 
And and the initial response that Activision had was like this the obvious really crappy um corporate corporate response and not even that oh um we're looking into these allegations flat out denying it and then saying that the that the lawsuit is hurting the company and just not even acknowledging the fact that there's something wrong going on with them and apparently it's been going on for a really long time because because apparently there have been people just like outing their own stories on social media um when the story hit like if you hit twit uh, twitter it probably it apparently blew up with activision uh activision blizzard employees both current and former that um brought their experiences to the table um two former executives wrote apology letters too little too late i would i would i'd say cuz you were there when it was happening and you know that when stuff like this happens in a company any company the only reason why it's perpetuated is because from the top down nothing is being done they know that it's happening and they just don't care because all they care about at the end of the day is making money and i get that as a company that that's your goal but at the same time your goal should not just be making money while a pretty big chunk of the company is being undermined is being misused being abused and just not being cared for to like this extreme point and it's it's like we've already we always say on we always say on the show and we've said it in the past and we're saying this again now is that you know the, the like we always try to hope we always hope that developers are getting the best care because either it's crunch or uh stuff like this that's happening that's not good you want your you want your employees to be like taken care of so that they can do the best that they can the best that they can and like the de- deliver the best experiences that your fans are going to get cuz now like I don't know how other because I the last time I played like an Activision Blizzard game is I don't even remember what I think Warzone Gosh darn it you're right Warzone <laughs> Um it's only the so biggest that, game out there right now Yeah true I keep forgetting that's part of that Oh good grief yeah So and then you have like the whole like the Blizzard part of it and it's just uh it's just really really sad when you find out that that companies like this are just that toxic and just that horrible and now that it's come out they're you know they're the the state of california is suing them and they're like oh well if you're gonna sue us we're gonna take our business elsewhere it's like but that's i mean yeah but it's like the most childish response you can give because basically (sighs) you're like well, you know what? We'll move our headquarters and our business somewhere else, and we'll just keep on doing what we did. So we'll just keep on having everyone harassed and and abused and whatnot, and we'll just you know do it somewhere else where where they don't sue us. And like that's not the way to do business. That is yeah. not the way to. And, and you know the worst part about these things is 
people will still keep on playing the game. So it's not like that they're going to lose a lot of money over this initially. It's not like you and I are suddenly going to stop playing Warzone. Even if we do, it doesn't matter because it's their products generate billions of of dollars. Everybody buys the new Call of Duty every year. So it's not yeah. like that it's going to hurt them. It's only going to be like the shareholders might make an issue out of it. Their stock price I, might go down. Their CEO might get fired, which to be honest, oh, please let please let him get fired over this. Like I've I've brought it up before. I hate Bobby Kotick because he's like the <laughs> worst person on the planet. He's like the worst CEO. Like we've had bad CEOs in game companies. We've had Don Matrick. We've had John Riccatelli. Like John Rick, John no, Riccatelli wasn't even, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't even that bad. bad. He was no. just um not great. He was just not like horrible. So I will give John Riccatelli that. You weren't horrible. Yeah, but there's like a difference great. between making but, bad decisions like Don Metric did with Xbox One, and he just like in his head it was all okay. And a lot of people were like, "Well, that's different." I mean, there's that, and then at the other end of the spectrum is you make is Bobby freaking Kotick. millions by firing people, and you save a lot of money, and then you profit off of that. You get a lot of bonus for that, and you make sure that your company turns in billions, and then you look away when these things happen. And we know that Biocotic doesn't care because in the past he used to say stuff like, well, if they have to crunch, then so be it. Like he doesn't care about the developers. He's not, he doesn't care about the employees that work at the, at, at the company. All he cares about is that they make the products that make the money for the company. Oh, he this is one money. of the reasons why when Blizzard got bought by Activision, everybody was scared for, for Blizzard because they were like, oh, this is going to kill the, the Blizzard half of it. I'll tell you that someone sent me, a friend of mine sent me an article a while back, and he said if Activision hadn't bought Blizzard, this would not have happened. And I thought, like, I think you're right. I'll just quickly look back at what it was. It had to do with a Diablo game they released in a bad state. And then he said, like, yeah, but if Blizzard hadn't merged. Diablo 3? No, I think it's Diablo 2, the remake, or Warcraft, or. Just quickly look it up. Oh, you mean the, the the two the oh the Warcraft three remake? I think it was that one. But I'm just quickly scrolling to see if I can find his response and reply yeah. because he said like, um, if Activision hadn't merged with Blizzard, Blizzard would never have done this. It it sounded like such a money hungry move from Blizzard that you were like, mm, okay, I'm really surprised. I'm sad that Blizzard does this. Yeah. Yeah, because that is a total Activision move. Yeah. Let's not forget the reason why a whole bunch of plastic instruments are at goodwill places is because Activision basically burned out the Guitar Hero franchise um and also a bunch of plastic figurines in the sky in the in the in the what's that Spyro game called again? The Skylanders? The one with the toys? Yeah, Skylanders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's also Activision. But not yeah, not anymore, but they used to it says here that Blizzard wanted to didn't want to uh, postpone Warcraft 3 Reforge because of pre orders. So yeah. Activision Blizzard or Blizzard uh, apparently knew that the game didn't meet the requirements that they had promised, but didn't want to delay the game because of the pre orders. Blizzard was afraid that customers wouldn't want a refund. 
That sounds more like an Activision decision than Blizzard. Because let's not forget, at least when Blizzard was still Blizzard, their whole thing was the game's ready when it's ready. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They haven't act like the Blizzard side of thing hasn't acted like that in a very long time. I don't even remember the last time they did that because they just now release games. With yeah. maybe the exception of Diablo on mobile. In the article, they go a bit more in onto that the the reason the game wasn't in a good condition was that they didn't put a lot of money into it, uh, unclear vision and mismanagement. And Blizzard wanted to put that money in bigger teams such as Diablo 4 or Overwatch 2 because they kind of know that those games generate more money. Um, yeah. But I think that this has clearly to do with that. If this is true, it's because they merged with Activision. And I mean, uh, uh, there's like this saying that eventually when the more you deal with something or the more you hang out with something, the more habits you take over. So... Um, this looks like something like that. Yeah. Oh man, and like the, the the crappy part is that apparently the male like the male employees there are just a bunch of bums, or at least like a a certain group of them like are basically a bunch of bums. They just come in, they play video games, and basically um, delegate all their work to the to, to like the female employees, and they don't get the recognition for the work that they do. Because they do not get promotions, and if they do, they get threatened with, oh, if you get pregnant, like, you're out. Or they probably get shitty pay compared to a guy. They obviously got get that, because that also came to light, that their pay is, like, terrible compared to, like, their male counterparts, despite the fact that they don't do much. Or at least the ones that don't do much don't do anything at all. All they do is do what something that they call a cube, uh, cube crawl, where they get hammered and then like go through cubicles and like talk like racy stuff and like very disrespectful stuff and it's just oh my goodness gracious i really honestly i really hope that this law again like this lawsuit needs to basically hopefully open the eyes of at least the shareholders to like give the upper echelon like a proper shake shakedown like get rid of like the toxic uh, the toxic uh, leadership from the top, and just hope that that works, and hope that it uh, it leads to um, like like better uh, like impl- uh, what what would you call that? What's the word I'm looking for? Like better work circumstances for the female. Yeah, better work cir- Exactly. Thank you. I, I couldn't. I was so pissed <laughs> off. I couldn't even think of a word. Yeah, so you know, my like my heart goes out to to like all the employees there, um, especially the female employees that have to go through all this crap. Um, I hope, I really hope that this lawsuit turns makes their work environment a lot better than it is right now, and that in the long run, that Activision actually becomes a proper place to work, and hopefully, in turn, it makes it a proper place to make good video games and not just churn out stuff that just makes money i don't uh i don't know i mean i, I condemn these things i mean I've, I've always taken a clear stance on this uh, and i've always said that the great thing about being a gamer is that it brings us all together and exactly. um, no matter if you're a guy a woman no matter your your orientation your religion your whatever it doesn't matter 
brings us all together so we can enjoy gaming. And that goes for the people that, that play the games as for the people that make the games. So, I mean, I, I, I really hope that it gets better there. I feel that this is not the end. I, I, I suspect a lot of companies do this and that it will eventually come out. I mean, if you're doing it, if, 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 no matter your size, it will come out eventually. No matter yeah. who you are, um, Ubisoft, it came out. Riot, it came out. Activision came out. If, you know, whoever does it, it comes out. And I, and I think that the only way for it to get better is if it comes out so that there is more, that they spend more uh, money and more attention on improving circumstances in certain companies. Like, you know, equal pay. That's just like fundamental. Why why is there such a big pay gap? You know, yeah. treating people uh, fairly. I mean, so what if a female employee gets pregnant? So what? Why is that a bad thing? I mean, there are in the Netherlands as well. You have loads of companies that just, yeah. you know, when people, I mean, uh, I know someone, she went on uh, on leave because uh, she's almost due. Like their companies, like before she went on leave, she's like, hey, um, do you need something from us? Do you want to work from home? Do you need extra arrangements? How can we make your 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 life and your work for us more comfortable? Because at the end, happy employee, happy employer. And mm-hmm. it, it will pay it out in dividends if you're a great employer because that person will stick with you because you're such a good employer to them. You're so accommodating exactly. to them. It will it will pay out tenfolds in the long run because that person will never leave you. That person will be loyal. That person will be a happy employee. And who knows what more can come from that. So I never understand this whole part about if women get pregnant, oh, what like what? It's not like they're going to drop a nuke on the world. Is something super cool that's gonna happen. It's gonna be new life that's gonna appear. You know, that's such that's a exactly. cool thing. Yeah, something yeah. that should be celebrated instead of something that should be feared. You know. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah gross. But uh, speaking actually of about Ubisoft, apparently even after the whole thing came out, things have not really improved all that much. So. Uh, just because we're not hearing anything about it doesn't mean it's going good or bad. I mean, yeah. they've been really like if you've looked at the last couple of Ubisoft Connects, like the pre-show kind of has a clear agenda, or like it has a agenda. They're all they're in trying to exactly, and it's yeah. like you're really pushing that image forward, which is fine if that is what you're really doing, yeah. right? Don't do it because if, you want people to think that you're doing it. That you're doing it because that is even more shady than not doing anything at all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think uh, with that heavy one, we are going to go for a quick break, and when we come back, we have what we've been playing. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with what we've been playing. So, Sean Templar, are you finally out of that gaming dip? Oh, I am. I don't know how it happened, but suddenly it was gone. <laughs> Why okay, you? sorry. I was thinking of, about something way, way, way worse, but it's Yeah, continue. <laughs> It's not like I so, sacrificed a goat or something to get out of no, it. No, 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 not, not, nothing like that, man. Something way more personal, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so what have you been playing? So yeah, I uh, I played a little bit of Pokemon Unite, and um, mm-hmm. I'm not really a mobile player, but I mean, I think it looks really nice, plays really nice, it's really friendly, user friendly. So I think like everybody can just pick it up and play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually surprised they did this on Switch and not on handheld, like on mobile or something like that. Oh, it's but... coming to mobile, but it's coming out in September. Ah, okay. Well, that, that obvious. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I you get. I think you, you can pick a starting Pokemon. I picked Charizard because it's my favorite. I don't care if it's the worst Pokemon. Um, I won a few matches. I'm really happy with that. Um, and then yeah, because it's not really my game. It was more like just trying it out and seeing what the fuss is about. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I saw you played on stream a couple of times. It's it's really. I think you you love it. Uh, that's obvious. I enjoy it a lot. Yes. Yes. Um, I went. But I'll I, talk more about it later. Yeah, I I know that I might I if I have to pick one genre of, of single player games that I really like, it's generally open world games. So I had a few open world games that I still hadn't either played or finished. Um, mm-hmm. so I went back to Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and um, I started playing that again. I'm uh, I think six hours in, something like that. I mean. It's not the best in. The, I mean, if you compare it to Wildlands, Wildlands was really good, and this one is like okay. It, it just it doesn't play smoothly. So like it's, I don't know what to, how to call it. I mean, you can notice it with with mechanics like when you're aiming. It's not just missing that little bit of smoothness, or when you're driving the handling of the cars. It's okay, but it's missing that little bit of smoothness, and that's that's my. My biggest thing with the game, it just lacks a little bit of smoothness. If you look at where it came from, because I bought it when it came out, secondhand, and if you look at where it is right now, the game has come a tremendous way. It's, it, I mean, you didn't have AI team buddies in the game when it came out, and you have that now. So, like, it, they've added a lot of stuff, and they really made a great game out of it. I think they, they took it from a 4 to, like, a 7.5 to an 8, maybe. So, you know, there's been a lot of work in it. Um, yeah, so I'm just trying to make my way through the single player. Um, I moved my PS4 from my living room to my bedroom, so I have it hooked up to my 4K monitor. So I don't. So I kind of dis- made that distinction, so it's easier for me to, like, kind of, I don't know, go into, like, okay, now I'm going to play this game or I'm going to in PS4 mode and, you know, I just sit here behind my desk and just... My trusty old shock just play those games, and for some reason it's working. So um, I'm playing that, and then yesterday I saw someone post that the Avengers game that came out on PlayStation and Xbox and the whole shebang has a free trial this weekend, and it's the full game, oh. um, and and it includes the next gen version or at least the PS5 version. So I downloaded that yesterday, and I've been playing that for the last two days. Um, I'm only playing the main missions because you know I'm because I don't know when the trial ends either tomorrow or, or or on Sunday or on Monday. So I at least want to get through the single player campaign, and then maybe I'll do the side stuff. Um, but I've been playing through that, and with that as well, you can see like that I played the game initially when it came when it was in beta, and I I didn't like it at all. That it felt so mediocre, it felt so repetitive, and. I, I thought like, okay, what, why don't I like this game? And I think it has to do with that the bar for superhero games has just been raised a lot lately. I mean, in the past, superhero games were these really 
crappy, shitty games. Sometimes there would be like a gem in between them, like Spider-Man 2 on the PS2 at the time. Um, but 9 out of 10 times, it would be this crappy game that would just be a movie tie-in and it would be rushed to meet the movie's release. Um, and I really believe that Batman Arkham Asylum changed that because they just did something completely different. So Batman, the, the Batman Arkham series raised the bar completely for superhero games. And then Spider-Man came in and like pushed it past 10 into 15. And like, I mean, Spider-Man on PS4 and then with Miles Morales as well, that game pushed it even further. So, um, you know, the, the bar has been raised pretty high. And then when you look at this game, Avengers, it's basically like a, I wouldn't call it a hack slash game, but it's basically like a beat-em-up a, a brawler game. You just pick your... It's like when you grab a beat-em-up and you grab Destiny or a live service and you mix and mash them together and you, you throw in some pasta sauce, or Avengers pasta sauce over it. This is what you get, <laughs> you know? Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think if you're... If you have those those fond memories of superhero games like the Arkham games and the Spider-Man games, it's it's a little difficult to wrap your head around it because then you're like, wow, what's this? Um, but if you speaking if you, of Spider-Man, they still haven't added Spider-Man to the PlayStation version, have they? No, I think that's still going to happen. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, because they did announce it was going to happen, but. Um, now I know that the Wakanda upgrade is, the update is coming out soon, which will add Black Panther and a whole slew of single player content. I mean, there's a lot of content in there, which is a great thing. But yeah, it really feels like a live service. It is a live service game. But it really feels like a live service game where you can get different outfits for your team. You have all sorts of crates in the levels that have gear for your team, like uh, an arc reactor upgrade for Iron Man or a. Pulse, repulsor for his blasters or whatever or with uh, the Hulk it's um, more like improved rip cage y- yeah stuff like that you know or, or fists or, or I don't know whatever and then um, with uh, Miss Marvel it's like a bracelet you know they just do something um, but yeah I mean the combat's fun um, it, it's not a, a game that you have to I mean, just turn your head to zero. Just numb yourself out. Just don't expect anything big and just have fun. I mean, that's it. Just have fun. Don't expect some crazy, emotional, story-driven experience. Don't expect endgame. Just, you know, have fun. And then it's it's an okay game. I mean, I always said if the game would be 10 bucks, I would buy it. Well, now it's free, so I can play it this way. Um, they're doing a discount, and if you buy the game, you're progress transfers over because because it's a trial you don't get any trophies but you know i can live with that yeah i don't do it for the trophies anymore. yeah i must say that the ps5 version looks really nice it looks really 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 nice like because the playstation 4 version was not very good optimized yeah here they they give you the option to go for uh, upscaled 4k 60 fps so uh, performance mode or Resolution mode where it's 4K locked at 30. I'm playing 60 FPS mode, and I, I mean it's really nice. It's like subtle details that, that that the characters have on their outfits or in the environment. It just looks really nice. So, um, 
you you can notice that the, the, the Crystal Dynamics, the people behind Tomb Raider made this game because there are like subtle things in there where you're like, I've seen this before in a Tomb Raider game, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the experience you bring to the table, you know? That's yeah, that's what you yeah. see when you play The Last of Us. You're like, well, I do see Uncharted in here a little bit, you know? That's just the experience the you bring to the table. And stuff like that. Yeah, so, so, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah, I, I hope to finish it either today or tomorrow. I'm uh, I'm a bit old. I'm I'm at sixty or seventy percent of the game, and I've been only playing it mostly today. And that's probably because I'm just doing the main missions. I'm not really playing side missions. That, but that's more like because you know I don't know when the trial ends, so I want to finish it before the trial ends. Um, besides that, all right. So this is me, Max. I am calling it. Uh, we'll be right back after these technical difficulties. And we're back from our weird technical difficulties. I don't know what happened. I was just doing my thing and then you suddenly said, oh, I can't hear, but I could hear you. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah, you froze on my end. So that's uh, going to be interesting um, to edit uh, for both of us. But uh, yeah, just finish uh, finish uh, your thoughts on Avengers. So yeah, I mean, if you just want to play a fun game, I don't have a lot of expectations, which I didn't have. Um, just play it. I mean, yeah, the trial will probably be over by the time this episode airs. But, um, you know, I know that Square has been doing a lot of uh, deals on this game uh, in the last few months because I think they really wanted to sell. Um, mm-hmm. And they're doing more Marvel because in October they're going to do the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I don't know if that's going to turn out well, but who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. A little bit disappointed that it's a cloud game on Switch. Well, I, I think that's that. even better because that way you don't have some dumbed down, ugly version of the game, but you can at least play like a pretty nice looking game on the Switch. True, but that means you can't play it offline. Uh, and if the game and if the game ever goes away, it's gone forever. You don't have a Switch version; you just have a cloud client. To be honest, which is apparently what they're doing now, because like I don't know if a lot of people want to play that game, let alone a second time. <laughs> you don't know that the game's not out yet. But I mean, come uh, on! I'll... I have the same feeling about the game that I had about the Avengers initially, and I mean, like. It's that the Avengers is that I'm playing it now, but I think if I played it on release, I would not be as positive as I am right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair. Um, so maybe try it in a, a year. Of, yeah, maybe. But there have been a lot of cloud games lately on Switch. It's like the Plague future. Tale, Plague Tale Innocence is cloud. The the new Life is Strange games are cloud, which is super weird because I don't think those are like graphically. Taxing games? I don't know. So it's weird. I mean, it's interesting, and at least the option is there, but at the same time, it kind of feels like, okay, I get why some people want, like, a Switch Pro. Because um, then they don't have to do weird weird cloud solution thingies. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anything else you've been playing? No. Ah, oh, so that's it. Okay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because this whole stupid technical difficulty kind of 
derailed us, but fine. Oh, yeah, right, no, that's so, really what I've played. So what have you been playing? Um, well, I mean, we already talked about it a little bit before, but uh, Pokemon Unity, I've been playing that. I've been playing that on my stream. And yeah, so I said in the previous episode, basically, that I was ready to hate on the game because it's a MOBA and I don't care for MOBAs. I was like, why are you making a Pokemon MOBA? Like, what's the appeal there? Like, who is it for? The only the only other answer that I had for that was that it is being co-published by Tencent. So it's basically another reason for a Pokemon game to exist in China. And um, from what I can tell, at least, the mobile version, which is coming out in September, um, people... People are doing like the the close betas was done on mobile, and the close beta is still being done on mobile for China. Um, I actually saw some like pre like like uh, beta footage of like for example, they released a new Pokemon Gardevoir, which is one of my personal favorite Pokemon. Um, and I saw uh, before it got announced that Gardevoir was coming on Wednesday. Um, I saw. It really some, sounds like, like you're saying God of War. <laughs> Gardevoir, voir. It's uh, it's it's kind of French. Oh, and you're so <laughs> sophisticated with your multilingual tongue. <laughs> uh, no, except for French. I I am really bad with the French language. Um, but yeah. So the the first time we saw that Pokemon was from the closed beta, from like the mobile version. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so I, I was like, oh, it's just like specifically made for that market and they're just doing an international release because it also was a bit weird that they released it on Switch first. Um, but I think it worked in their favor because on Switch, you're going to have a lot of people playing it and being way less skeptical about it that it's a free-to-play MOBA than if they just released it on mobile or they released it simultaneously on mobile and switch because i still feel that if you're going to play it on switch you have a little bit of an advantage in terms of controls yeah because you don't have to fidget around with digital buttons on a screen you're not um increasing your screen real estate who could, could play like shooters on a on a on a phone i mean i i, I know that call of duty mobile is really popular a lot understood. of aim assist. Yeah, but like I never understood how people have the patience for that, or like the my head, my hands would cramp up because you have to do all these strange moves to keep your character moving, and like I'm like no, just no. <laughs> some games are not meant for mobile. They also simplify the controls. Yeah, I mean, but, I tried to play Fortnite on mobile. It was horrible for me. Oh no, no, no! Don't play Fortnite on mobile. It's horrible. Yeah, but like that. I mean, but it's popular, or at least it was popular. Oh no, it's still yeah. Well, yeah, not on iOS because it's not on there anymore. I'm pretty sure a lot of Android players are still playing it on mobile. Probably. Um. So yeah, I'm. It's a very, it's a surprisingly good strategy that they did to release it on Switch first, and then wait for the mobile version to come out because I think the mobile version will still get a lot of downloads, but the Switch, the Switch basically allows it to be on streaming platforms like Twitch and have YouTube videos being made by it. Yep. Um, mobile is not as approachable to stream from. 
so it makes a lot more sense. I think that was that was pro- that had to be part of the strategy. Um, and I, like I said before, the game is technically pay to win. So if you're an adult and you have a lot of disposable income and you just want to clap some kids, you can invest in that and do that. Or you can just actually get good and like look at YouTube videos on how to get good. Um, and like watch Twitch channels by, you know, professional, well, no, not professional, but like um, experienced uh, League of Legends players playing it and like giving you like top strats and whatever. Or maybe um, Twitch players like at uh, Maximilian underscore X. <laughs> I am not a professional league player. I've no, no, no. But like uh, you stream the game. so I do stream the game. Yeah, I do stream the game. And I also f- recently got affiliate, so that's nice. And that partially has to do with the fact that I was playing more um, Pokemon Unite. And I got a lot of people in on that. So Congrats. for those that follow me, thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Um, it, like I've, I only recently started playing online again and, and streaming again, but mostly because I actually enjoy streaming and like talking to people in the chat. Um, it's a fun way to like interact with people. So like with Pokemon, it's really fun because I also co, uh, I did a couple of co-streams with uh, one of my uh, Instagram uh, partners called uh, RB Gaming ninety five. And wait, did I say it right? I said it right, right? RB underscore gaming underscore ninety five. But ninety five. The yeah. fact that I'm li- laughing is because like the past three or four episodes, you've mentioned him every time. <laughs> It's like, I, is he slipping you money under the table to mention you here? He's not slipping here? me money under the table. Because if that's so, I want I want in on it because it's like a two-man <laughs> show, you know? It's not like you can just slide over an envelope. It's like, hey, man, you can a total shout-out, you know? It doesn't work that well, way. Well, what, what can I do? I play with the guy, so we've, we've, we've had co-streams before. Yeah. Um, and it's been really fun to do that. Tell him um, that f- next time, if he wants you to be, to mention him, there's going to be a fee. It's, this is not a free show, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we say that to Liam too? Then, <laughs> well, Liam doesn't. Have, he didn't get a lot of shoutouts compared to RV. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, you've mentioned Liam only like a few times. He'll he'll yeah. get a friend's pass for now. Um, so yeah, I've been playing like that a lot. And I, like I said before, I want to, um, save up so I can buy Gardevoir, which costs like 800 coin or whatever, like Pokemon Unite coins or whatever that currencies, that game is way too many currencies. It's too yeah. much. Um, so I've been playing that, uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy 14, the MMO, uh, the MMO, uh, it was on, I think. I don't know if it's still on discount, but it was on discount when I bought it. Oh, um, you actually bought it because um, I thought it was like yeah, a yeah, yeah. trial period. People could jump. Yeah, so into. there is a. Mm, yeah, where to begin with that? So there is a trial period for like, hey, have you played it before? You can come back, jump back in, but you can only jump back in on the version that you bought. Okay. So I originally bought Final Fantasy fourteen like a couple of years ago on the PC, because that was my main online gaming. I didn't have a PlayStation 4 then. Um, I didn't have anything else that could play the game, and I was interested. It was on discount when I bought it for the PC. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it for me 
I'm going to buy it for my bud and we can play together. We ended up not really playing it together because the game was just, it was just like a couple of years after the reboot. Mm-hmm. So when it, when they did the Realm Reborn stuff, um, so there was still, it was obviously way better than version 1.0, but there was still stuff that they were working on. And we, at that time, we didn't really have a time to invest in, in MMO. Okay. Now we have a little bit more because of the whole COVID thing. We have a little bit more flexibility. Um, and like at this point, this game has become like super, like it has overtaken WoW um, and everything considering that we spoke about in the previous segment, all the better. Um, Cause it is an, actually a really fun game to play. Like it's for one, it's really pretty. Um, it's, relatively easy to get into because now you can just mainline the main story um as long as you don't get distracted by all the quest bubbles around you for the side quests um if you basically focus on the mainline quest stuff you can relative you can level up relatively easy and quit get to level 50 um when i started playing again i was still level 20 and that was like a week ago and I'm already level 30 now. And I'm not even playing every day. Wow. So for that for that jump to happen, it's actually pretty significant. I'm actually level 31 now. And I finally got the, the job change because I was at the beginner job for like white mage. And now I am a white mage. Um, but I want to eventually switch to red mage. But I can only do that after I reach level 50. I have so no I'm just idea what to those get things to... mean, but... <laughs> those are job classes man if you've ever played an okay. mmo it's a job class and if you've ever played a final fantasy game you know which job classes these are i'm a a rainbow mage that's like a mage that has a little bit of all the other mages who makes me like this super powerful mage <laughs> that is literally what a red mage is <laughs> yeah, but rainbow mage sounds cooler than a red mage sure dude sure dude so uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that a lot. Um, I do a little side questing here and there. That's more like you have different side quests. You have like super basic side quests that just give you more experience and more gold, or like more other stuff, uh, like if you want like items or something like that. And then you have side quests that unlock stuff in the game. Like on like, um, for example, there's this side quest that you have to do that unlocks the PvP, like a PvP mode. Like there's a specific island where you can do PvP. There's another uh, like PvP event that you can unlock that you can basically jump into whenever it's like this huge uh, player, play, uh, large scale uh, PvP um, like war essentially. It kind of feels like what you would have in like other MMOs, like as a big raid. So that's what that is. Um, and the, you can do also other side stuff, like, for example, to get your mounts. Well, now I have a Chocobo that I can ride everywhere. I just did the side quest so that I can use a that same Chocobo in battle as a battle companion. So that it'll aid me in battles, but they don't, they're not available in dungeons. So, like, in, like in player instances, I can't use them because you're already playing with other players. And... Final Fantasy XIV has these thing, these instances called duties where um, either it's mid, like it's story critical or not, but you can jump into these duties where you 
you you're in an instance with three other players yeah with three other players and you each fulfill a role like it's mandatory it each duty needs a tank a healer and two attackers so either ranged or melee okay um and because i'm a conjurer slash white mage i'm the healer so i basically have to always fulfill the healer um duties so i have to make sure that our team doesn't die which i'm mm, i'm not saying i'm bad at it it's just that i kind of i i kind of get distracted and i kind of want to do some damage myself and it's like oh crap my my uh teammate is uh almost dead I need to heal him real quick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing that and it's been really fun. And it's, it's way, like, I've played, I've played different MMOs. I've played Guild, um, Wars, it called again? Guild, Guild Wars, I've played. It's fine. It's fun. Like, it's doable. Like, Guild Wars is one of those games you really need to play with other people. Otherwise, um, well, that or you have to, like, really socialize in the game so that you can like like it says it's guild wars the whole point of it is to play with other people uh world of warcraft i've tried so many times but i could not get into that um at least back in the day it felt super slow i don't know if they i'm assuming they improved on it um but even when they like oh yeah it's gotten better it's gotten easier to level up and i played and like I am not feeling like the level, like it doesn't feel like I'm leveling up as quickly as I should. And with Final Fantasy XIV, where it is now with the Stormbringers uh, expansion, it feels really smooth and slick and like everything just works and it clicks and it's really fun to play. I don't think I'm going to stream it because I like to take my pace with these kind of games. So I'm just going to stick with it for for like the 30 days that I have it right now. So the question is, am I going to buy another 50, another 30 days? We'll see. I'll let you guys know. Um, other than that, I've still been playing a little bit of uh, Stardew Valley, trying to get to the end of that, trying to get the end, to the end of the single player so they can do the multiplayer. Um, uh, I, I noticed that, that you uh, streamed death stranding yeah i still kind of need to get back into that but um final fantasy kind of filled that slot. <laughs> so i will get back to death stranding i don't know if i'm going to stream it because um in the beginning it's a lot of watching cutscenes yeah so i don't know if i want to do that well i'm still in the beginning so i might read i might stream it again once i've gotten past that part hmm. um but I do want to play it some more because it looks super weird and like I want to see where the story leads. That's the um, charm of the game because it's so weird or vague. Just, yeah. It kind of sucks you in because you're like, I want to know why it's weird. And then it keeps you going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I still want to do that. I still have Persona 5 to, to play through as well. So, oh, wow. But, um. But yeah, Final Fantasy kind of came in because my friend was playing it and like he's already level 50 and he's like a samurai. I was like, oh, that, you know what? Let me just check it out. It's like 20 bucks to get all the current expansions. So I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of a steal. So I, I did that. 
plus the expansion for the la- the next expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen is coming out this fall, which looks really cool because there was like a paladin on the moon mm-hmm. in the like the 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 announcement trailer. It's like, what the heck is a paladin doing on the moon? I want to find out. <laughs> um, so yeah, that looks really exciting, and I think that is it. I mean, I picked up Skyward Sword and I played like the first two hours. And I'm in the first dungeon, but I haven't picked it up since Pokemon came out, so I will pick it up again. I don't know if I'm gonna stream that one again though, because uh, I don't know. It just... Do you like to stream random games or are you thinking about doing like a series where you just play a game from start to finish and you stream that? Well my ori- so Originally you did random stuff, I know. Yeah, originally I did random stuff because I the part of it is like I, I, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be outing myself in this one, but I don't have the fortitude to play the same game for a really long time because I will fall like I will fall out of interest of it, and I'll just move on to like some other game that interests me. That's why the whole idea of me playing like random like my my. Game titles are, my Twitch titles is always random time playing and then the game that I'm playing. Um, this explains like, why you never finish games, right? No, I mean, I finish games that interest me. You can't even look at me straight. You're like, no, and then you're looking away. I mean, I'm not looking, like, I'm looking straight to the camera. Looking yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. You know who you are? You're that person I despise that I told about in the beginning, that the one day you're playing Cyberpunk, the next day you're playing Mass Effect, the day after you're playing Pokemon. Make up your mind! Come on! I play stuff that I enjoy, and I want to keep that up. Otherwise, I end up in gaming dips and not play anything for months. Hey, I mean, it's okay to be in a gaming dip, you know? It's not like the end of the world. It saves a lot of money. It's not great when you're streaming, man. It's not great when you're streaming. Yeah. That's also one of the reasons why I want you to stream, because then it kind of forces you to, to like play games. And you tend to stick to games longer than I do, so... I, I, I am going to start streaming. You. I'm just thinking about either... So, like, I have all the stuff to do it. It's just, like, I don't want to go through the whole hassle about setting up stream labs with the whole stuff. So, I, I, the other day, I was just thinking about... Might as well buy a PlayStation camera and just hope my PlayStation here, and then just if you can find a PlayStation camera. Uh, I saw I saw a PS5 camera yesterday. It was like they've come down in price; they're fifty bucks. Oh right, sorry. Guy, the PlayStation uh, Five has its own camera. I totally yeah, forgot. and I saw a guy uh, selling his for thirty bucks. I mean, I've been looking online for the PS4 camera, but the quality is not as well. So like I don't know maybe I should just commit to like setting the whole streamlab stuff up and I, it's probably not that difficult but uh, no it's not I mean if you're using streamlabs and what I'm using stream elements in combination with that it's relatively easy um because once it's set up that's it maybe you have to do some tweaks here and there mm-hmm. and it's not like you're not going to run into technical difficulties but like we say in like we say in the Twitch community you're not a Twitch streamer. You're not a streamer unless you have technical difficulties, and that makes you a true streamer. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that. I don't want to deal with the whole hassle, but besides that, I mean, like, yeah, I want to get into it because I see it as a way to, for me to kind of force myself to 
play certain games because otherwise some mm. games I'll just never play. I mean, like, uh, so I was thinking, like, for example, I was thinking maybe I should do Last of Us 2 again because it's been more than a year since I played the game and maybe playing the game over might give me, like, a fresh perspective on the game because when it came out at the time, I just wanted to see how it ended. So I just basically rushed through the whole game in three days because I just wanted to know where it goes, you know? And now that I would play the second time, I'd be like, you know, I have time to explore stuff. You know, I have time to take in more of the game to maybe appreciate it a bit more. And the other day I was thinking like, oh, I could do this fire war zone and have people watch me get my ass kicked. You know, that's also always fun. So I, I don't know. I want to do it. Uh, I hope to do it soon. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. Yeah, that I mean, if, like the setup, the setup, like a, the the setup part is relatively easy. Um, the part that is kind of a challenging thing is like to commit like certain days to it mm-hmm. and and like time to it. That's that's kind of the challenge right now. And I'm trying to figure out how to set it up. Hopefully, by I'm not making any promises, and I'm not going to say when, but in the next coming months, weeks, and months. Um, I should have a more structured schedule if everything goes okay. And that way I can actually commit at least like a day or two to streaming. Um, and then I can also commit to like having like set games that I'm going to be playing. I think I'm still going to commit one day to doing random games because sometimes you feel like playing a certain game and then you want to just play that game. Like, I really wanted to play, um, uh, I really recently wanted to play Mega Man Battle Network again, but I don't own a copy of Mega Man Battle Network on Game Boy Advance. I need to go look for it. I tried looking for it, but I couldn't find anything near me, so I probably have to go online and find a copy there that's hopefully not price gouging the crap out of you and, and like just buy it online. So I can at least fulfill that little itch. Um, A really specific itch. A really old itch, I would say. Well, I am a bit of a retro gamer, so I tend to have, like, nostalgic feels, and I want to play, like, games of yesteryear. I'm still looking for a unicycle, Uniracer, to buy, but it's so hard to find. Yeah, you're not going to find that one. I did. Here's the thing. I did find it at an affordable price, but I didn't buy it because I was trying to look for it for even cheaper. You cheap bastard. And then then I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to get it from that place. And it was gone. Like, no! See, that's what happens when you cheap out. Uh, It's like that scene from... uh, uh, What's that? Um, Not not Evil Dead, but... um, One of the sequels of the Evil Dead. It's like... um, so basically, he goes to sleep, and then he has to wake up during a certain time, but he wakes up, like, centuries afterwards, and then he's like, No! I slept too long! The whole world is destroyed. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, South Park, where Cartman can't wait for something, and then he freezes himself in, and he wakes up too late. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that was kind of a... Oh, yeah, that was the... Ah, what, what was that one again? Uh, where he was waiting for the... Was it for the Wii? So he was waiting for some tech thing. I think it was for the. I think it was either for the Wii or for PlayStation Three or something. Yeah. But he couldn't wait. Yeah, it was for the Wii because it was this whole like two part thing and like with like future otters and stuff like that and 
all all ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was a good time. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. All right, then I think we're at the end. Yes, we are. All right, so I have to do something that I said last time that I am not a fan of, but unfortunately, because of discoverability and stuff, we have to do this. So um, thank you all for tuning in. Um, we would really appreciate it if you followed us on on uh, YouTube, subscribed, hit that little bell, ring ling ding dinging so you get notified when we publish a new episode. Um, but as well on, on the podcast platforms that you listen to, if you could be so kind as to leave us a, a good review as uh, podcasting uh, platforms don't really have like an algorithm that push something. So discoverability is really, really poor on, on podcasting platforms. Um, we love making this show and we just want a lot of people to just enjoy the crazy stuff we talk about. Um, and besides the things we do to to make sure that a lot of people get to hear us, we sometimes need to ask for a little bit of help from the people that listen to us. Uh, and one of the things is subscribing or leaving a review. Um, as I said, I'm not a fan of it because it doesn't feel um, really natural to ask that. Um, but it's not like we're doing it to get money or something. It's just more like, you know, we no, want it's... more people to be able to enjoy this. Exactly. So, so thank you uh, for that. Um, you can find us on all major podcasting platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Anchor. We're probably, you can think of it, we're probably there. Um, you can reach out through email, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is at game underscore rivals underscore. You can find Maximilian there at Maximilian. Um, you can find him on Twitch, also at Maximilian underscore X. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Maximilian underscore X for him, at Game Rivals for where I'm mostly at, um, on YouTube. But we'll leave the link in the description because, uh, you know, YouTube sometimes, uh, if you just type in Game Rivals, it won't pop up um, because there are also other people that use tags and how that stuff works. But we'll put that link in the description. Um, if you want to talk to us, we are also on the Discord. The link is also in the description of this episode and in all previous episodes. Yep, and also on the YouTubes as well. Basically, I just copy the stuff that's in the episode stuff and I put it in the YouTube <laughs> stuff so you can find all the links there as well. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. Thank you all for tuning in. I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and will always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later.